Let's uh, start out with a word of prayer. Um, just remember all those that are sick, uh, all those that are uh, have uh, come in contact with someone that is sick and, and worried about it. I know this coronavirus has been a, a pain in the side for a while, but that's all right. The Lord still is going to, he's still in, in charge and he's still in control. But let's remember all the sick. Remember the churches, remember our pastors, deep all pastors, and all Sunday school teachers and just every leader of every church that God, that they will just turn everything over to the Lord and, and let the Lord lead, lead them. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to stand and to to be used of you, dear God, Lord, to bring your word out. And God, I pray, Lord, that you just touch my mind and my lips, dear God, Lord, that I will say the words that you would have me to say, dear God. And Lord, I pray that you just touch each and everyone's minds and, and hearts, dear God, that they may take these words, dear God, and apply them to their life and, and use them for your glory, Lord, for the uplifting of your kingdom. And God, I pray this morning for all those that are sick, dear Lord, for this stomach viruses, COVID-19, sinus infection, whatever it may be, God, I ask, Lord, that you would just touch each and every one of them, dear God, just touch the cause of their sickness, Lord, and just remove the symptoms thereof, dear God, and just be with them, and be with all those, dear God, the doctors and the nurses and the, all those that are involved in in uh, treating those that are sick, dear Lord, just be with them and touch them, dear God. Now, Lord, just have your way and bless and use us for your glory. In Jesus' sweet name we pray, amen. Like I said, we're going to be in Colossians uh, chapter 3, and uh, we're going to start reading in verse 1 and, and read uh, read about 15 verses. Um, and then I'm going to speak to you all for a little while as the Lord uh, sees fit. In Colossians 3 and 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is laid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, with, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian or Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, 
forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, ye also do ye. And above all things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. As we're coming into this new year, I know we've made a lot, and everybody, a lot of people has made uh, resolutions, and they have um, said that they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And some of those, there'll be a few people that will actually stick to those resolutions, and they will, they will move on with them, and they will keep them uh, about all year. But a lot of resolutions that we make will be forgotten with uh, probably by the end of the end of January anyway, if not before. And I have set out many years ago not to make any re New Year's resolutions, but I, I tell the Lord exactly what I would like to accomplish. Uh, the, the, one, the things that I, I want more than anything this new year is I want more of God. I want to understand his word better. I want to be able to teach his word better. And I just, I just all around, I just want to get closer to the Lord and, and just be led and guided by him. But, you know, we've all heard the expression, new year, new you. Well, and, and it, it, it's, it's sort of funny because if you check some of the different Bibles, uh, translations, uh, some, uh, uh, some of them tell, says it, well, it's a change in the way you dress. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It doesn't matter. You, you know, The old saying is you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still going to be a pig. So, you know, we, we need to clean up the inside. We need to, to let the Lord clean up the inside and get the, the inside of us to be like the Lord, and then the outside will follow suit. But so many of us have thinking that we, if we are going to give our heart and life to God that we're, and we're going to serve him, that we have to look a certain way. Um, I, I can't find that anywhere in my Bible. The only, the only thing that I found out about dressing in the Bible is that the men shouldn't wear women's clothes and the women shouldn't wear men's clothes. That's the only thing I can find. Other than that, it, it's decently and, uh, you know, dressing decently. But, you know, in verse 9, it says, put on the new self. And in 10, it's, and well, 9, it says, take off the old man. Put off the old man. That's that one that's doing all those things that, you know, that is unlike God that we read. And put on the new man. That's the one that's going to be, to be completely changed. And, so many people today wants to live a Christian life, but they want to live it in their terms. They want to live like the world and go to church and be all right and go to heaven. And uh, I can't find out anywhere in my Bible that that's going to work out. If we're going to heaven, there's only one way we're going to go, and that's through and by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we're going to have to follow him and do as he says. Uh, a new goal, a new you, a goal worth aiming for. What is your goals for 2021? 
What have you set aside or have you set aside anything, any goals of you, that you want to achieve this year? Um, you know, it's like I said, I want, I just want more of the Lord. I want more of God. I want more understanding. I want more knowledge. I want more wisdom. Um, and I just, I just want more of him. That's, that's my goal. And that's the one goal that I have been working at for a long time. It is a, a slow and steady process. Uh, it's one of those things to where that we have to, to do this and learn every day, not just some days, but every day. And it, it, we have to be willing. And the, that's the main thing. We have to be willing to change and to be different. And we have to be to the point of where that we are worried more about what Christ thinks about us and less about what man thinks about us. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. I press toward the mark. You know, uh, many places in the Bible, just like this one, I press toward the mark, and then one of them is I'll run the race, and the other one is putting your hands to the plow. This is things that takes work. I mean, you have to physically do these things. This is not one of those things which, you know, is going to, uh, just all of a sudden, God's just going to give you all this stuff. We got to work at it, and we got to want to do this. But we'll see the new year as a fresh start. This is a time to start afresh. This is a time to start getting our life in line with with the Lord's, and start getting uh, finding out just exactly where it, what it is that the Lord wants us to do. And when He opens that door, we need to walk through it. And when we walk through it, do not be afraid because when the Lord asks you to do something, he's going to give you everything you need to do that job. But, uh, you know, we have hope in him, in Jesus. We have hope in him because he, he walked upon this earth. He knows what it's like to be us. And he went to the cross and he died on that cross for our sins so that we could have a better life, so that we could have uh, life and have it more abundantly. In Lamentations 3, 22 and 24, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. It's by the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. If you go back and you study about the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, so many times God wanted to completely destroy everybody and start all over again. And if it hadn't been for Moses going and being an intercessor and, and going to God and spending a lot of time on his face in the dirt and, and praying and, and seeking God, and, and uh, God would have destroyed them many times. And this, and see, and then after Jesus died, and He went and He sat down at the right hand of the Father, He's now making intercession for us. 
And it's all because of him that I haven't been killed a long time ago. And, you know, that's what we need to understand. It's, it's nothing that we do. It's, it's not, not because of my righteousness or not because of uh, anything that I do that I am, that the Lord has saved me and he has called me to do the work that he has called me to do. But it's because of Jesus' mercy and his grace and his willingness to use somebody that has uh, that is willing to be used. And that, that's what it is. It's through his grace that we are that we are saved and that we haven't been completely gotten rid of. At the start of 2021, as we walk, we need to walk in faith. And we need to turn our lives and everything over to the Lord. And we need to keep moving forward. We need to push toward that mark, that mark of the high calling, that mark of what that the Lord wants us to do. That's our high calling. What is it that God wants you to do, and what is it that he has in store for you? And, and like I said many times, it's not going to be something that you want to do. It will more than likely be something that you have no idea that you could even do that you've never thought of, but there's something out there that the Lord wants you to do, and we've got to figure out what it is, and we've got to work toward that. And like Jesus will be there with you, and he will help you, and he will, he will give you everything you need. But we need to start anew this year. Get some goals. You know, it, I know, I, know I, I, I talk about doing the will of God all the time. And I know that I talk about there's a job for each and every one of us. And I know I talk about so many times. I, it's, it's like a broken record. But, you know, we have to be told so many times the same thing over and over and over. We can go back to the children of Israel and, and, and how many times that they had to be told to serve the Lord your God and nobody else. And they had to keep telling them and telling them and telling them this because we... As children of God, we, we wander off sometimes and we, we think, well, you know, this is a better way to get to heaven. But there, it, there's not. There's no better way to get to heaven except through and by Jesus Christ and following the commandments and judgments and statutes that he has step, set before us. That's the only way we're going to make it. We can't, uh, we can't pick out the way we want to live and go to church and think that we're going to be all right. Uh, we have got to live the way that Jesus says for us to live. It's easy to be consumed with things of this world. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you want to live for the world. You don't want to have to do anything. Uh, you want uh, you want everything in the world just handed to you. Fine, go out and live for Satan. And I mean, look look at all the people that are really out in sin and and how that they are being blessed. But yet, that's that's their that's their reward. That's all the reward they're ever going to have, and it's only for a season. And then they're going to have to pay the price for all those things that Satan has given them. Colossians three one through three. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on those things above, on things above, and not on things of the earth. 
for you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Set your sights on the heavenly things. When it's all said and done and, and this world is come to an end, uh, that's all that's going to be left is the things above. This world and uh, all the pleasures and all the, the uh, fine things of this world and uh, all the things that, uh, that we desire so much of this world, it's all going to pass away. It's all, it's all going to be destroyed and heaven and the things above are the, going to be the only things left. So we need to keep our sights on the things above and figure out what it is that we need to do to make it to heaven. We have a higher calling, and we must find out what that is. We, we have to, we need to renew ourselves daily and to put on that new man. Uh, and as so I read in, three, in Colossians 3.10, and have put on the new man. He's a different person. He's completely different from what you were. When you ask God to forgive you of your sins, you need to become a separate person and be different. If you're not different, you need to go back and figure out what's going on. You need to have a, a spiritual checkup and figure out what's wrong. Sure, the flesh desires the things of the world. We're, we're going to have that battle every day. We're going to have that battle. The God never told us it's going to be easy. It's going to be a bed of roses because, as I've read to you, we have to press toward the mark. We have to run the race with patience. We're, we're going to have to do some work. It's going to cost some work. It's going to cost us some work to make it into heaven. But it's all going to be worth it. If we could just just remember, just what, go read Revelations and find out just exactly what it's going to be like for the children of God. We must put on the new self. In Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not only do you put on a new man, but you also have a new uh, mind, and you also should have a new heart. And your mind and your heart is wanting to do the things of the Lord now, even though the flesh still wants to go back and do the things of the flesh. But be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's between you and God. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's between you and the Lord. But we know you have to ask the Lord to Jesus to come into your life and live in your life and, and direct your life and forgive you of your sins and to uh, tell you when you mess up and to, uh, corre and to correct you when you mess up. Those are things that's going to happen. And he will correct you and he will chastise you. But it's all good. If God did not love you, he would not, he would not do these things. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mindset. Don't look at the world with, I would like to have, I would like to have those, those things of the world. Don't look at the world like that. Look at the world like, man, what would it be like if everybody gave their heart and life to God? What would this world be like? And then, Ask then 
go out and fight the battle. Go out and put the whole armor of God on and go out and fight the battle. And, and you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing, but it's, it's all going to be worth it. Test and approve what God's will is. Test God. Find out just exactly what it is that God wants you to do. Like I've said many times, you know, I, I would, if I'd had my choice of things to do for God, I would have been over in the corner somewhere praying for who's ever up, teaching, preaching, praying, singing, whatever. That's what I would be doing. But no, no, that's not what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to do the one thing that I would, I never thought I would ever do. Because he's seen something in me that I couldn't see in myself. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is, is now that I look back at the way I was and the way that I am now, I have come a long way because of the Lord. And he has blessed me in great, great many ways because I have said, yes, Lord, I will. Hebrews eleven sixteen. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. They desire a better place. I desire a better place. You know, back when I was out in sin, I guess my biggest fear was death. Uh, I would lay in the bed at night and uh, all these thoughts would go through my mind about uh, people breaking in, uh, the house catching on fire, and what if my heart stopped beating during the night. And it, it would really terrify me. But you know, the thing about it is, is when I got saved, I went to bed. I laid there. Those, start, those thoughts started coming to my mind. And you know what I said then? Praise the Lord. I'm going home. And, you know, about two or three times of doing that, and those thoughts don't come to my mind no more because Satan has realized that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And that's what I am looking forward to, that country that is far off. Because one of these days I want to go to that country and I want to, to see Jesus. I, I have got something between me and the Lord that I told the Lord that I wanted to do when I got to heaven. The first thing I wanted to do when I got to heaven, I told the Lord, please don't let me forget this. I really want to do this. And I hope he don't let me forget it. And I hope he allows me to do it because it's, it's something. Oh, hallelujah. It's something that I really want to do. Praise the Lord. Colossians 3, 5 through 9. Mortify therefore your members which, which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness. Yes, I've read this once, but we're going to read it again. Get it into our minds. Uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. For things for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time, when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these. Not only all those things that we just spoke about, but we need to put off anger. Anger. Wrath. 
malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not to one another. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what the world says. Lying is a sin, period. Seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Put off the old man and the old man's deeds. This is where we come up short a lot of time, children of God, is we want to be a Christian, but we want to live like the world. We want to straddle the fence. We want the best of both worlds. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to love one and hate the other. So now then, it's up to us to figure out exactly which one we're going to live for and which one that we're going to put off and hate. Because one or the other, not both. It's, you can't live for both. It's not going to happen. Before we, before we give our heart and life to God, we live for ourselves. We, we sought out the things of the world. We, we sought out good times, and uh, we sought out happiness, and we sought out joy. And we, sought it in, uh, we seeked it out in everything that we could think of. Uh, sex, alcohol, drugs, music, uh, rock and roll, uh, uh, money, um, big houses, uh, fine automobiles, every everything that we can think of that that we thought would make us happy, that's what we wanted. And when somebody got something a little bit better than we did, then we we coveted that thing and we went after that thing and we sought after that thing. And this, this has all come right in line with sin. But now then, we have asked Jesus to forgive us of our sins, and we have asked him to come in and live into our lives. Now then, we have to put away all that stuff, and we need to focus our mind on what God has given us at the moment. Be content with what you have. Focus on that. And focus more on what we can get from God. It's, it's not what I can give God. Uh, well, I need to give God myself. That's all I own in this world is me. That's it. Everything else is God has given to me to make my life better. All I own is my, is my soul and myself. And I give that to him freely. And that's all I have to offer. But God has so much to give us. If we will just turn everything over to him and live for him. Matthew twenty-eight twenty, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I am with you always. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. When it comes down to where everybody has left us and we are, it feels like we're out in the middle of the desert, he's right there with us. Whatever we're going through, he's right there with us. Do you realize that Satan has trap after trap after trap set for you in your, in your journey of, of, of your Christian life? He has everything to be thought of set for you. We follow Jesus. Some of those things Jesus will lead us around. Some of them he will lead us over. 
but they some of those things that the Lord allows us to go through for our for our enlightenment and for our enrichment and for our learning and for our ability to get closer to the Lord. Then the thing about it is, is we are not only going through those things. Jesus is going through those things with us, no matter what it is. Death of a loved one, financial problems, sickness, doesn't matter whatever it is he was he's right there with us and he's he he's with us every step of the way by keeping in step with the lord and surrendering our lives daily i mean do do this every day to him our desires will begin to align with with the fathers we we will get to the point of where that the world matters very little to us and matter matter of fact, in my life, it seems the closer that I get to the Lord, the more that everything of the world uh, comes between me and and the Lord, and gets in the way of my Bible study, and it gets in the way of my prayer, and gets in the way of things between me and the Lord uh, every day. And and more and more as I go along, I try to figure out how to spend more time with the Lord and less time thinking about things of the world. No, think, you know, going to ball games, hunting, fishing, uh, races. Uh, we, we can do all those things and still live a Christian life. But there's things that happen uh, as others partake of those things that we cannot partake of. So that's what we need to be of the world, but not in the world. Be of the world, but not partake of the world. A new self. What we put on looks good. Now then, what we put on, um, we don't need to put on anything. We need to put in everything of Christ. It says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. These are the things that we need to put on. We don't need to try to dress up the outside. We need to put on things that other people can see us doing. And, you know, we there's so many people out there that are saying that they are Christians, but when it comes right down to doing some of these things here, you're going to find out that they, they aren't what they are saying that they are. And this is where that we get in trouble a lot of times because we as as mankind we get upset with people and there's some people that really come against us and we don't want nothing to do with them and we try to avoid them at any length these are the people that we really need to uh shower with kindness and uh humbleness and just go out of our way to be good to uh this way we heap coals of fire upon their head and they're they're going one of these days hopefully 
they'll try to start figuring out just exactly what makes us tick if they don't get matter because some people just don't realize exactly who God is and, and exactly what he can do for you. First uh, Samuel twelve twenty two, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Yes, the Lord is very proud of each and every one of us. I, I can just imagine. Uh, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like to have God say to me the same thing that he said to Job. You know, I have got a, a servant here that he eschews evil. Uh, he, he's perfect and he's upright, and, and nothing that you will do will, will steer him away from me. He will not give up on me, no matter what you do to him. That, that's the kind of person that I want to be, so that God can be proud of me, and he can, and he can ask me to do anything and know that I will do it. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness. This is the things that we need to give to everybody. It doesn't matter if they're saved or unsaved. But I will specify it, it, it's really necessary to the unsaved to really show this to them because that we want to be show them that we are different and we have something different. And how can we do this every day of our lives it is not easy because there is things of the world that will come against you that will bring you down that will uh, cause you to get upset and it cause you to get angry but that's when you need to stop right then and just I mean just stop whatever you're doing I, there's a lot of times at work that things are not going right and I, I, I'm about to get real upset, and I'll start to say something, and I'll stop. And I say, okay, Lord, I need help here. Things are not going right, and I need some help. I'm about to get angry, and I don't want to. People are watching. Whether you see them looking at you or not, people are watching you and watching what's going on in your life. And this is where we're going to come out shining, and then people are going to wonder what it is that makes us tick. It's the fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law but love love is what holds everything together this is what that we have to really base our our lives on we can be uh we can be uh, have we can have joy we can have peace we can be long-suffering gentleness have faith and all this stuff but without joy to hold all this together it, it it's useless because we've got to have love and we've got to love everybody no matter what they say to us no matter what they do to us we have got to put on love we've got to have love colossians three fourteen, and above all things put on charity or love which is the bond of perfectness it's what it holds it all together is love that's what held 
Christ to the cross. That's what we need to be, uh, to put out, and that's what we need to have in our life is a love for everybody, no matter what. Paul writes in Corinthians, writes to the Corinthians church in 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, exactly what love is. Charity or love, it never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But love will never fail, never. Even when we've left this life, and actually, when we leave this life and we get and we make it to heaven, we're going to know just exactly what love is. It, it's, it's one of those things that man's conception of love and God's conception of love is two completely different things. And we have to strive after that godly love. That godly love, it, it's uh, unconditional. It, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you do. God loves you. No matter what. Unconditionally, he loves you. But in Colossians uh, 3, 12, and 13, uh, it said, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, ye, so also do ye. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't have love. Love holds it all together. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 7. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Excuse me. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Loving God and loving others is what all the laws and prophets hang on. That's it. That's what everything, even if you all go back into the Old Testament and read about the Israelites, without love, they had nothing. That's what held their families together. That's the reason why that their families have was so big and, and were so tightly knit was because of love. But they not only had love for their families and each other, they had love for everybody. And they wanted to see everybody doing well. And we're going to stop right there. And, um, I don't want to worry your mind or anything and we'll get into the rest of this hopefully if the lord leads by next sunday but uh pastor johnson will be preaching at 11 o'clock online so uh, tune in and listen to him and i hope you all have a wonderful day and thank you all for listening to me and i hope you got something out of it and until when we get back in church i i hope to get to see you all soon and I hope God will bless you in a great and a mighty way. And thank you all this morning for tuning.